Hello folks, welcome to this Radio Stockton Heath podcast, recorded on this 2016 autumnal equinox. It's around 6.30am whilst I'm recording this. I've just made my morning coffee, the first of many, and because I've run out of milk and I don't fancy running down to the shop, I've had to use some sterilised milk. It's funny how one thing will trigger the memory of another thing. There's probably a name for that, but I don't know what it is. In fact, it's often said in times of danger that your life flashes in front of you. I dare say that's your body and brain kicking in to search your memory banks for a situation from your past suitable to help out in the danger that you are in at that moment. This morning coffee doesn't taste great, I have to admit, with the sterilised milk in it. It's never going to be the nicest tasting coffee. But in some ways it's quite comforting to me in these turbulent times that I'm going through. I say comforting, despite its taste because I grew up on sterilised milk as a young child. I guess it was cheaper than ordinary milk in those days and probably lasted longer. I drink gallons of the stuff now, but you'll know trying to get a child to drink milk pretty difficult, and therefore having sterilised milk lasting longer, so you didn't need to throw it out if it didn't get drunk. But sipping my coffee here now, on this slowly warming morning, I'm taken back to a holiday I was on when I was around eight years old, in an old farmhouse in rural Scotland where sterilised milk was bought because the nearest shop was a bouncing bus ride away. Anyway, why am I talking about all this? Well, really, it's because last week I had a chat in my studio with John McKenzie, a hypnotherapist based in Hale and Northwich. You'll find his website by going to www.johnmckenziehypnotherapist.co.uk. John had contacted me the week before on Twitter, asking if he could come over to my studio to record a podcast. Of course I agreed, but as usual I purposely had no questions planned, preferring to simply chat instead and see where the conversation leads me. I have to admit I had the most entertaining hour, although I did have to cut out over half of our conversation. As amusing as John's stories are, if I put some of that out we'd probably both end up in court. And I'm saying this really because you'll no doubt spot some edit points within the conversation that you are about to hear. You might be wondering why, how come you're talking about that and then all of a sudden you start talking about something almost disconnected? Well, if you'd have heard the 10 minutes in between those edit points, you would have understood why we move from one topic onto another. Anyway, that's me leading up to you listening to the conversation I had with John. One of the most entertaining hours I've ever spent. No, it's fine. Normally leave this open many builders around at the moment and there's two houses at the back getting stuff done people at the side getting stuff done and it's just so noisy it's not normally quite as bad as that but they've just started cutting some trees down so i reckon they're going to be doing that for the next hour so this is uh this is nice yeah, yeah well it does very very quiet like well it, it is that it's supposed to be as soundproof as i could make it it's, i built it about 15 years ago but it's all plasterboard wall but behind yeah. the plasterboard it's all rock wool yeah I'm on a floating floor, so it's got all joists and it's got what are called neoprene, I haven't got any spare ones, like rubber. Yeah. So it's all balancing on that, so any vibrations should be absorbed by all that. The ceiling isn't as soundproofed as it could be, but it's all right, it does the job. I'm on the flight path here. Right. Going to they land at Liverpool, come quite low, and when they do, it's quite noisy. Normally all right. The only ones that make noise, helicopters, mm. even though they they don't make as much noise as a plane. But they do make more noise in here. And I've got a friend, well, I wouldn't say he's a friend, he's a colleague. He's got helicopters and he took me up in his helicopter once. 
And I said, uh, I said, hey, how come when a helicopter like yours in particular goes over, it makes more noise than a commercial jet? And he said, it's because the, for rotors, they push yeah. the air down. They don't push it down. Because they're pushing the sound towards the ground. So that's why it makes more noise. If it's that, it feels like it's more noise. So I learned something about helicopters that day. Your friend who's got a helicopter. That's the dream, isn't it? Should adopt the Glasgow model. Or they just mysteriously burned down instead. There's a bit of that going on around here. <laughs> Is there? I don't know if you know it, there's an old hall which is about three miles across the field. Yeah. And, you know, only a month after planning permission was refused on it, it burnt down. Kids, eh? Aren't they scamps? They are, aren't they? Oh. They get everywhere, don't they? Oh, you <laughs> oh, little rogues! Yeah. Um, with your matches. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't say it was a month, I bet it was about two weeks. The evening of the planning committee, yeah. Although this, to be fair, it was the third time it happened within a space of a year, I read. And each time was just after planning permission had been knocked back. But this time, apparently, the police have said, we're going to look into this as a case of arson. <laughs> Bloody hell fire. So how long have you been doing this, then? So about 15 years. I know a lot of people who use silence as a, as a strategy, especially to get more of their bargaining. Yes, yes, they're good at it. <laughs> yeah. Not brilliant for your podcast, of course. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> that bloke who's been a statue in Warrington Town Centre yeah, the last five yeah. years or whatever. Yeah, yeah magic on the uh, podcast isn't so good either. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, of course, my mum and dad grew up listening to uh, Archie Andrews, or whatever his name was. Yes, I remember the name. What was it? It was fishing, wasn't it? Was, it, was that the bloke? Oh, no, Archie Andrews was... With the ventriloquist. ventriloquist, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, ventriloquism on the radio. Yes, I thought he was going to stay, and I can't remember his name, but there the genuinely was, although it's an old joke, there genuinely was in the 50s, fishing on the radio. Now, you can make it a bit interesting for, say, five minutes, but not every week. I don't know what you can say. Again, go on, it's question time. Yeah. They ring half an hour out of that every bloody week, don't they? Yeah, oh, well, I've never listened to it. So I've never listened to it. About 20 years ago, I caught about 10 minutes of, of an episode and somebody had said, how do we get rid of, and I can't remember the name of the weed, it was some sort of yeah. weed, and we get it in the garden as well. And there's about four or five all answered, well, you need to do this with it, try this, and then the next one. And, well, possibly that, but maybe do this. Yeah. Yeah, and we got to the fifth one, this bloke on it, and just said, well, ignore all that. Best thing you can do is flag it. (laughs) (laughs) Flag your garden. (laughs) There's your answer. It does, it grows like we've got a Christmas tree out the front, and it just grows inside it and all over the place. I just think, oh, sorry, let it grow. As long as it's not knotweed. No, it's not weed. It's not knotweed. It's, uh, I don't know what it's called, to be honest. It's that stuff when you pull it. It can be that long, and you pull it from the top, and only a bit comes away, because it's in sections. I can't remember what it's called. It's not... Um, does it look a bit like a Christmas tree? A bit yeah. coniferous? Yeah. What do we call it? Mare's tail? Yeah, I've heard it called mare's tail, yeah. Or vicar's prick? Right, I've not heard that one Because it's always popping up when it's not wanted. Right. Is <laughs> <laughs> what my uh, mum-in-law used to call it. No, I've not heard it called that before. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly not on Gardner's question time. No. I'm going to get rid of my infestation of vicar's prick. <laughs> So, whenever I get to talk to anybody about what they do, I purposely don't find out anything about them beforehand. Because if I do loads of research, it all comes out artificial. Yeah. So, I just sit and chat and see, Fine what by works, me. see what works. In fact, I don't even know what you do. Is it hypnotherapy? It's hypnotherapy, yeah. Right. Now, go on. I have no idea what... The... I'll tell you what, before you do, I reckon I could guess it's something to do with making people feel better about themselves by hitting them over the head. Is that right? Um, <laughs> apart from the hitting them over the head bit, you, you're pretty much spot on. Right. The reason I say I thought I knew about it was a friend, she started to do it about 10 years ago, and she wanted a load of you know, these calming CDs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you do those. Do you do those? She wanted a load of recording. So, funny enough, she came here to do a load of recording, and she spent about 
six hours over a couple of days recording it all. And like a fool, I thought, right, I've got all the audio recorded. I'll edit it all down for her. And I got that, say, she was here for about six hours, but it was about four hours worth of recording. And I edited the audio down to about two hours. And I gave her the CDs and she went, what have you done? Well, I've just edited it down. There's just like loads of silences. And she, I wanted the silences. Yeah, they're kind of deliberate. <laughs> yeah, I did, because I didn't know anything about it at the time. And she was just sort of saying, and now what you need to do is breathe out. Yeah. And then she didn't speak for about three minutes. And I thought when I was recording, I'm just sitting there thinking, this is just dead air. Well, I just thought, she's forgotten what to say. <laughs> is that the sound of a rifling through notes in the yeah. background? Well, she just sat there with her eyes shut and I just thought, she's forgot. She's trying to remember what to say next. And I thought, oh, she's not very good well, at this. I'll cover up her embarrassment. I'll just. Yeah, so I just edited it all out. I left about five or ten seconds in between all the long yeah. three minutes. And I'm counting down. Ten, nine, eight, yeah. seven, six, yeah. five, three, two, one. Then you're feeling really sleepy now. That's right, really sleepy. Yes, really sleepy. Oh, have a so relaxed, aren't you? Feeling better about yourself. And yeah. now five, one, two, one. Going on. And that's what it was. And she said she wanted a load of dolphins singing on it or something. Is it dolphins or whale music or something? And I said, well, unless you've got some recordings of it, I haven't. And she said something... Is that, not, is that not the kind of thing you just have to hand? No, she did look at me and said, well, can you not record some? Right, OK. Yeah, yeah, I'll just go, uh, I'll I'll just just go over to Blue Planet. Yeah, I'll just yeah, I'll <laughs> nip over to Blue Planet or nip down to Wallasey and just stick a microphone in the sea. I'll oh, bang on the glass at the pet shop, that'll do, won't it? Yeah, that's a long-winded way of me saying, even you've, though I say... I'd you've come across it in the past. Yeah, I've come across it in the past. I'd, even though I didn't think I knew what hypnotherapy was, I had an idea it was that. I'm not a big fan of CDs. And of course now Apple have got us that we don't own it anyway, do we? Yeah. I saw, and I don't know how true this is, Apple say, imagine you'd built up, say, 10 grand's worth of music. The day you die, you can't even pass it on. No. That's got to be wrong, even if you write it in a will. They say it's, you've only bought the rights to it for your lifetime. Although, how if you gave somebody else your login details, they would know. I suppose at some point they'd go, you're 204, yeah. and, and, you're, <laughs> and you're, still, well. you're still like this stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm sure Apple could put some sort of algorithm in. I'm not a fan of CDs and stuff like that because they're a bit one-size-fits-all. Right, why? Well, let's say you want to stop eating cake. It wouldn't be hard, I'm not a cake fan. Oh, go on. Imagine yourself in the mind space of someone who likes a cake, yeah. like me. It could be that actually you like a cake and you want to eat less cake because you want to be able to run around and play with the kids because you're too fat. Mm -hmm. It could be that actually, and you think very visually, so when you think about the future, you think about running around, you see yourself in the park running around with the kids. Brilliant. It could be that you think more in an auditory way, you experience more like that. And actually, it could be that you envisage being in a changing room and putting on some clothes that you really want to wear and feel good about yourself in. And then you hear the person who's with you go, wow, you look really good. You look amazing. Or it could be that your kinesthetic that you experience through feeling. And so it might be... So that, what kinesthetic means? Yeah. I've heard the term so many yeah. times, I didn't know what Kinesthetic learners learn through experience. Right. So they're quite often quite fidgety because they can't sit still. Right. But if you, if you if you think kinesthetically, if you think through experience, it might be that your version of the future is actually feeling the warmth of the sun on your body as you're away on holiday and you've got no, you're just in your swimming trunks feeling amazing about yourself. So actually you can have three different things that people think of when they think of success. Three different ways of experiencing them. Mm. So even if you thought there were only three different ways of having any success, that's now nine different ways of describing them. Because let's say it's about more energy. You'd have to cover off the more energy for people who are kinesthetic, people who are auditory, 
people with visual. Then you're going to have to go on the looking better visually, auditory, kinesthetically. Then you're going to have to close off feeling much more confident visually, auditory, kinesthetically. And what you end up with, because we all think slightly differently, and because we'll all have a different idea of what success means, one size fits all is a very, very... It's like those gloves that you put on when you, when you put diesel in the car. Yeah. You know, they're not a very snug fit. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it absolutely makes perfect sense because everybody is different yeah. and you will have to adapt your skill of doing what yeah. you do to that particular person. So why is it then that these CDs are phenomenally successful? Completely forgotten about him. There's another guy came in. Shortish guy, a little bit heavy set. Yeah. little moustache. No, you're thinking of Hitler. Oh, that's one, yeah. Um, <laughs> always get them two mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he died in the funeral Um Worked with someone once, and the, these two lads have worked in the office, identical twins, and one sadly had mental illness and he committed suicide. Gosh. Uh, had a very bad period of depression afterwards and went off work. Anyway, yeah, came in and I went upstairs, I was in the canteen and I said to this girl, I said, anyone forget Susan? She went, ah, oh, I can never remember. Is it him or his brother who committed suicide? To which I unwittingly said, well, why don't you go down and ask him? Yeah, go and ask him, yeah. And she went, oh, I could. No, no, don't, don't. <laughs> but he came in and recorded exactly the same thing. He'd written a book at the time, but it turned out it was self-published. But at the time, self-publishing wasn't a big thing and it was yeah. just seen as vanity press. Yeah. Whereas now it's, you know, everybody does it. It's just another way to market, isn't it? And he did it. He, he recorded these CDs. And again, why would he do that? If it's too wide a scope to be specific, then why do they do it? Money in it. Is it just for financial reasons? But it's another way of expanding your brand. Right. You know, it's a way of giving people a taster of what you like. But I think why give them a taster that's likely not to work? They're not exactly going to go, hey, that didn't work. But I'll, so I'll go and pay some proper money and see yeah. him. They'll either write you off for the whole thing. So I'm just not. But there is a market then, surely, for... I'm just trying to think of ways to cut down doing the same thing over and over again, but in a, obviously in a, an adapted yeah. way for different people. Surely there's a market for somebody like you to have a website whereby you can do it online with them. I have thought about that in the past, actually, and I keep revisiting the idea a bit. Because that way, you can record, say it's an hour session, I would suggest you could do 30 minutes pre-recorded, which you don't necessarily show all at once. You might show five mm. minutes of it while they're getting comfortable. Yeah. Then you're on live, and you can do all this sort of thing with Skype. Yeah. And then once you've done your talk to them, and you are specifically focused on them, you can say, right, so now I'm just going to switch you over to this now, and then that'll be another five or ten minutes. It gives you a break. Yeah. Because I bet, even though you are saying it's specific and you're right, I bet there is Oh, there's a lot of overlap. it that's, a lot of it, you know, it's like a... It's like a template letter. There's a lot of it that, you know, yeah. gets repeated and yeah. then you put, ah, this is the bit that's for you. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. I bet that would work for you. Mm. Just save you going over the same old yeah. ground, as it were. And I have thought before about people who want to have a personalised one, some way of doing that on the website, but never really explored that much further. But I'm thinking of it. Because the other thing is, where are you based? Hale? I work in Hale and I work in Northwich to Stone. You're still the side of the £50 shop. Right. So that would mean, even if you just did it one-to-one -one as a Skype session and it's not recorded, just say it's your travelling time. Yeah. I mean, do they come to you or do you... They come to, to me. All right, that's not so much. I'd walk from Bradford come the other day. But you could save them money by not having to travel to you and then you can book two sessions with them. Yeah. Because we're going to spend that money anyway. That's true. I'll be on this chat. Um, <laughs> 10%. Um, but some people, in fairness, do have a more kind of... Lots of people use scripts and they use, for instance, they will use a stop smoking script 
and they'll use the same one for everybody that comes in to stop smoking. Mm. So for them, doing a recorded CD is exactly the same as going to see them. So for them, if that's your mindset, then yeah, why wouldn't you? You don't necessarily even have to spend the money on getting CDs or DVDs duplicated. Just do it online streaming. Yeah. And if you do it as a streaming video, then, I mean, yes, you can still, people can copy it, but it's a lot harder to do that. And the average person who I bet who's likely to come and see you isn't, isn't, isn't going to be able to do that. I did manage to record myself on Radio Tees. On what? That dad me on a phone in on Radio Tees. Brilliant for my local client base. Newcastle area. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> they found me through a blog I'd done. I, what I managed to do was record part of the podcast as I was listening to it yeah. and then use my MP3 chopping thing. I'd seen Tony Blackburn on the radio, on TV when he did that Celebrity Jungle thing. Yeah. He did an interview at the time and I remember watching it and he said, because he was hated in the 70s, absolutely hated mm-hmm. as a DJ. He just lasted, I think it was one of the Radio One's longest serving DJs, but he was absolutely hated. And he said, how, you know, how did he get around that? And he purposely mispronounced place names when he was doing the traffic. So if he was talking about altering him, he would call it altering chum. Purposely do it. And it would be flooded. This is before email and text. Yeah. It's flooded with letters complaining. They'd have sacks and sacks every week. So you idiot, you should be a disgrace. Get off the radio anyway. I hate you anyway. And you can't even pronounce all this sort of stuff. He would leave them in the storeroom of the office until a Sunday morning when the director general would be walking past and he would open the door and he would, um, so as he, as he saw him coming, as he was walking past, he'd go, I'll be with you in a minute. I've just got to answer all this fan mail. I've got to make a start on it. Nice with a bloke who used to leave his jacket over the back of his chair so people would think he was in, but just somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I like that fan yeah. mail one, though. Yeah, it's a trick and it worked for him. It was all hate mail, but because he called it fan mail, the director general is not going to go, oh, no. let me just check that. He just assumes god he's, he's oh popular. let me have a read of a cup no no it's yeah. all right it's all right it's all right to tony it's all right yeah, yeah. so we got away we bought we we're going to go to china and then we didn't go in the end but we bought a machine this is before smartphones and stuff and this machine was amazing but not that big and it could convert english to portuguese spanish french yeah. german chinese loads of different stuff and it was loaded with all different phrases and you could either show them or you could get it to say them and it would say them in perfect portuguese or whatever which was brilliant, of course, except when somebody then replied. Because it doesn't have a context. No, and it was like, ah. Mm. Right, so I've now, in perfect Portuguese, got this to ask you, where is the hospital? And you've just told me, and I've got no idea yeah. what you've said. Yeah, and it could easily have said, beware of a jellyfish for all you yeah. know. Yeah, I see, I've got no way of checking this. <laughs> anyway, go, I'm distracted. You're no, no. Tell me more about what you do, because I don't really know that much other than... You mean the way I do it, or the people I see, or... Well, imagine people who are going to listen to this are going to be thinking, I have no idea what your job is. What is it that you do? How can you help me? Well, I'm a hypnotherapist, but I only hypnotise about a third of the people who come to see me. Why? You're not good at it? No, no. (laughs) I don't enjoy it. No, much of a two-thirds. Two-thirds. Lots of people don't need it. Right. Lots of people, when we talk stuff through, probably about half, maybe more accurate description. You know, we do stuff that's either doesn't use hypnosis or actually they come to a realisation about what they're doing that's so profound for them they don't need to be hypnotised. Mm. They've already made the change. Because a lot of the work I do with people is about people who either want to stop doing something that they think they're stuck with or start doing something that they think they just can't get any traction with. And quite often the reason is that we're stuck doing what we do because subconsciously there's a benefit in it for us. Classic example, people who smoke. What you get out of smoking? nothing but if you got literally nothing out of it you wouldn't carry on doing it and what comes out are things like well i think it helps me keep my weight down it keeps me in the gossip loop at work it's a reason to stand up and walk away from the desk 
Mm. So a lot of what I do is uncovering the secondary gains, as we call them, for people, i.e. what is it they get out of this thing that they don't want to do anymore? And how can we make sure, A, that that's a real benefit? You know, does it really help to keep your weight down? Perhaps not. And if it is a real benefit, you know, okay, so you get to stand up and walk away from your desk every half an hour. To do that anyway, couldn't they? Exactly. Now that most Victorian mills are closed, uh, there is the ability for most people to get up and walk away from the desk. <laughs> Did you not know about Sports Direct? <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we do a lot of the work with people. So lots of people don't need to be. Some people want to be because they want to know what it feels like. Other people do. It does help in what we call quieting down their ego defences, quieting down the things that keep them where they are, the things that keep them saying, yeah, but it's different for me because... Well, I think you're right, because I remember I was teaching a class. I was an English teacher, but it wasn't an English class. I can't, I can't remember why I wasn't doing English that particular day. It might have been a cover lesson, whatever it was. And it was, I think it was an RE lesson we were doing, and we are talking about morals. And the topic was charity. And the class was saying, you know, people give to charity because, you know, it's a selfless, altruistic thing to do. And I was saying, it's not. People give to charity because they get something out of it. No, 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 we give money to sense No, but you get something out of it. You get a feeling of having done good. You mm. get a feeling of niceness, shall yeah. we say. So you are getting something out of it. It's not one way. And they couldn't get it at first. By the end of the lesson, yeah, you're right, it is. Even giving to charity isn't a selfless act. And there's another level, because there's some in... Uh, in in terms of the old Mitchell and Webb sketch, that are a little bit like insurance, aren't they? Mm. You know, are those long-term disease ones, I'll bung them a couple of quid because yeah. you never yeah. know. You never know. I might want it back. Yeah, I might be glad I put that in one day. Whereas I am unlikely to be an abandoned donkey, so I will, I will not give to the donkey sanctuary. Not that we stopped there a lot, but I was in Waitrose the other day and it was some Young Offenders Institute. Um, no, Waitrose isn't a Young Offenders Institute. No, no. <laughs> You'd be surprised if some of the people go in there now. No, in, the, in, the, in the free charity, they didn't have the charity collection thing yeah. and people. And they had, um, it was a, it's some sort of Young Offenders Institute or club to uh, help stop lads robbing cars and setting fire to them or something like that. Everyone needs a hobby. Well, absolutely. And I think that was up against some sort of home for kittens and blind veterans. And they must have thought, what's the point? What's the point of even being in it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know, looking after kittens and blind vets. Well, no wonder well, the kittens, <laughs> no kittens are in such a state. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, it was, oh. yeah, well, it is true. It's You've got no chance if you're up against something like that, are you? No. <laughs> I obviously won't be putting any of this on the podcast. No, or, or, or suppressing photographs. Yeah. <laughs> I know people will say, and I've got a friend, he says, why are these people doing all the jobs in hospitals? I say, well, because it's the jobs we won't do. Well, why won't we do it? Say, well, are you doing it? Mm. No, I don't need to. Oh, there you go then. If you needed to, would you do it? Yeah. Well, have you ever been in that situation? Have you likely to be in that situation where you need to do that job? Cleaning the toilets, etc. in the hospital? No. So it's easy to say then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Easy to say. I would take anything. Yeah. I would do yeah. anything. Yeah. I'd do it. I'd do it. Yeah. yeah. No, you wouldn't. Normally, they're the same people who want to bring back hanging. And, uh, I'll be taking I'd, it away. <laughs> and I'd, do, and I'd, I'd do it. I'd, got, I'd, I'd buy my own uniform. I think, ah, <laughs> yeah. You want to you see it's a bit too keen, aren't you? You know, that's, that's you've been practicing, haven't you? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, yeah. that's going a bit creepy now. Yeah. I'll buy my own hangman's <laughs> uniform, really. It's <laughs> the so fact that you've sketched it out. <laughs> you've got de you've got like design sheets for yeah, it and yeah. everything. Play hangman at night with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not again, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jag menar inte det. Kör upp och de kicker det stål från dig. Anyway, but I'm going to have to wrap it up because my girls will be back okay. soonish. We finish at three okay. on the walk back, but because it's a hot day, I'm bound to get phone calls. You pick us up. Oh, I'm going to have to leave it at that. Okay, right. Cheers for coming down. No problem. I'll probably find out at this point. I forgot to record it. Okay, so that was John McKenzie www.johnmckenziehypnotherapist.co.uk Now, despite me saying all that about that coffee being okay, I couldn't take it any longer, so I've come back into the kitchen, and here it is. British semi-skimmed long-life milk. It's not sterilised. Anyway, I think I'm going to get rid of that. Down the drain it goes. Okay. Right, let's get some real milk. A new carton. New bottle, actually. And we'll have some real milk. Not in coffee this time, but in tea. Now, I dare say John will be able to tell me why. Why it is that I don't have sugar in coffee, but I have the tiniest amount in a cup of tea. Don't know why that is. Again, there will be a reason for that. Over to you, John. Let me know. Tweet me a tweet. You know, before John arrived, I had no idea I wanted to invest in his hypnotism business. 